Blessings and best wishes. Reggie Hubbard here. Practice makes purpose episode nine. Nine. I'm about ready to run out of fingers, which is amazing. Um, so there are about three or four ep- three or four more episodes left in the series. Um, and we've been having conscious conversations and candid conversations about the yoga and wellness space, um, diversity, inclusion, equity, access, and justice in, in, in many ways. So today we're going to have Leslie Rangel, the news yogi. Um, and I'm excited to talk to her because, um, I remember when I first found out about her, the, um, it touched a place in my heart because I was like, you know, um, if, (laughs) if someone is crazy enough to try and teach yoga to journalists, um, I need to know them because people thought I was crazy when I started to teach yoga to politicians and uh, political activists and those sorts of things. So excited to be in community with her and excited to be in community with each of you. Um, she'll be here in a moment, which leaves me time for some announcements. So first of all, um, this is episode nine. Next week we have Onika Mays and we have two others. So the series wraps on the 15th of, um, September. Um, in time for, uh, own practice, uh, myself and Leah Cullis are doing a 200 hour teacher training. Uh, it's called Empowered Teacher Training. And, um, it's my first foray into teaching 200 hour yoga, um, which is delightful because now, we're not only going to learn asana and meditation and, and mantra and those sorts of things. We'll learn how to teach online to use the platform to your advantage, but also to get beyond asana, right? You know, when I talk about my yoga practice, I am a yogi that teaches, right? I'm not a yoga teacher. Like people don't necessarily come to me for asana. Um, I, I, I we do fluid alignment, we do fluid um, breath work and those sorts of things, but. I'm more about giving you the opportunity to live um, yogic values, to embody yogic practice. Um, that's why I teach. Um, asana classes are great, um, but for me, asana is just a tool to get in tune with deeper peace in the body to allow me to be of better service, not just to myself, but to everyone who, everyone who I come in contact with. Meditation is equally as valuable. Um, service is equally as valuable. Um, so that's where we're coming from with that. So hopefully, um, if you're interested, um, you can f- find out more either on Own Practices webpage or my own. Um, but yeah, 200 hour training yoga with uh, myself, Leah Cullis, Own Practice teachers, and um, various other people who plan to uh, offer their best in service to others. It'll be 100% online. Um, and it will be affordable as well because like we, I, and I've said this before, no grud, no, no shade on anyone who is a teacher, um, who does this for a living, but I don't teach for money. I don't, I teach to be of service to other people. Like my teaching practice is both mostly based on the Buddhist principle of Dana, which is that I generously give. Um, and expect people to generously give if, if only if they can only afford their attention, give me that. Like if you can like tell other people about, about the practice, give me that. Like if you've got money, offer that. But the practices have been so rich and fulfilling for me that, um, it is my honor to offer it. And then whatever you care to offer in return, that, that's kind of where I get down. Um, and the other thing is that, um, I don't teach as much as I could because I have done, I've, I've had a career in education, I've had a career in politics, and I am a better teacher because I'm all of these things. 
I'm a yogi. I'm a political strategist. I'm an educator um, at the same time. Like, I'm not going to leave my jobs and just be like, oh, forget politics, forget all these other things. That's crazy. That's also not very yogic. So um, that's where we're coming from today. Let me check and see um, where Leslie is. Hopefully she'll be on in a moment, but um, we'll go in shortly. Um, and another thing I'll offer is that so the past... 10 episodes or nine episodes we've had, we've talked about beginner's yoga. We've talked about um, the teaching the practice for men and how to be better stewards to men um, and how we can get rid of toxic masculinity, but also get rid of the culture that seems to just the crucify um, masculinity writ large, right? So like, People don't want to be in spaces where they don't feel they're welcome. And just because someone chooses to identify as a man or as a man doesn't, they shouldn't necessarily be like held, that, that shouldn't be held against them. So we talked about that with my brother, Nick. Uh, we talked about teaching yoga and meditation to incarcerated populations on, in, in the third week. Um, and I'm excited because next week with Onika Mays, we'll be doing more of that. Um, and then we talked about what else did we talk about? We talked. We've had so so many rich discussions. Danny Danny um, from Black Boy's own brother Danny Fluker, he was on. Um, Janessa, so many people, right? So hopefully, over the course of this practice, you've seen what the diversity of the yoga the yoga space looks like, right? So hopefully. Um, you, if you have any questions or comments, please offer them because we're here for you. But what I, what, what I want to do is um, pause here and let me invite Leslie. She's Latinx and she teaches journalists, right? So anyone who is a BIPOC teacher who is a, because, you know, as, as a black political operative, um, I have a space in my heart for a Latinx journalist who is teaching yoga meditation to her crew, right? Because um, that's like double, mar so that's like double marginalized community, right? So like minority in your profession and a yoga teacher in that. So she is part of the uh, syndicate of um, minority superheroes um, and definitely looking forward to having her on. Blessings. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I was, I don't know, I was on your other account. I was like, I hope everything's okay. Right, no, funny. I, I figured that and it's funny that that happened that way because um, I've been doing this on own practice, which has been counterintuitive to some extent because like I've got my own thing, but I wanted to do it because own practice has been very good to me, but also just they are very good at seeking to create spaces for people who look like us. And so like, if, if there's an entity that wants to take care of people who look like us, like I can talk anytime on my space, right? So like, <laughs> I will use your space to help showcase your good work. And that's why I'm happy to have you here. So um, I don't know if you saw um, earlier, but I'll just go ahead and give you your flowers again. I was like, if when I found out about you and your work, I was basically like, if someone is crazy enough to be a person of color in a field that's high stress and try and teach these people, oh, I got to kick it with her. Like, because, <laughs> you know, when I, when I took my 200-hour teacher training and people were like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to teach members of Congress. And people were just like, <laughs> did you hear what you just said? And I was like, yeah. And so when I found out about you teaching journalists, I was just like, oh, yes, 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 yes. So tell us a little bit more about your yoga journey in general, and then we'll dive into like the news yogi and all the good work you're doing there. 
Yeah. So I, I'm seeing some people on here um, that I that are my students. I, I love being able to say that they're journalists, but they're also my students. So welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Reggie, for allowing me, you know, this space. It's so beautiful um, to be able to connect with other yogis that are people of color, because I mean, frankly, just factually speaking, I, I don't get to see that um, when I was teaching in studios. And, and there are a lot of great white yogis. And, and you know, thanks to white yogis, I, I have, you know, they have given me the permission that I didn't even know I needed from them. So I appreciate everybody. Um, but a little bit about my yoga journey is it, it started off as um, Actually, it was thanks to a woman. Her name is Ashley Bates. She had a yoga studio in Oklahoma. And I, uh, I was practicing yoga, but it was thanks to her that I even started a yoga journey. Mm -hmm. she, I was teaching boot camp classes and, and liked all the fitness and wellness stuff. But um, she said, you know, Leslie, you have a beautiful yoga practice. You always come into my classes you should teach. And I said, Oh, no, 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 I, I don't teach. <laughs> I don't right. look like a yogi. You know, right. I'm not the you know, what what everyone might picture as as a yoga practitioner. Um, but I kind of went with it and took it and and I started uh, a yoga teacher training, albeit for the purpose of making extra cash. Because uh, for anybody who is not a journalist, um, the common misconception is that journalists make a lot of money. We don't. Right. <laughs> and so I needed some extra cash. And so that's kind of how my yoga journey started. And at the same time, I was a journalist in a really stressful field. And at the time, I was working in Oklahoma. And so just covering a lot of uh, crazy news that happens in Oklahoma. And I was really stressed. I was really stressed. I was on the verge of burnout. And I just didn't really, I didn't really know what was going on in my life. And I was turning to other means of releasing that, you know, I, I think I was using alcohol to cope and, and really secluding myself. And, um, you know, thank goodness, my partner at the time uh, was able to help guide me through it as best as he could. Um, but it was still like this personal journey that needed to happen. Yeah. And, and so I'm going through this yoga teacher training and we start talking about like breath work and pranayama and meditation. And I was like, okay. And I started using these things, Reggie, in the middle of doing all of these, you know, crazy coverages. I remember driving and across the entire state of Oklahoma to cover, say that again? You were a correspondent? Yeah, so I was a reporter. I was a, a field reporter, general assignment reporter. And so <laughs> uh, In Oklahoma, wow. Yes. Right. I got so it. at any given day, we were covering politics. We were covering breaking news in terms of, you know, your standard crime, breaking news. It's local news. Right. And also covering... Um, the oil field and and all of the uh, fun things that go into the oil business also covering 
uh, tornadoes, uh, wildfires, I mean, anything and everything, sports. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was incredibly stressful. And, and, you know, at the same time that I'm going through my yoga teacher training, my teacher who was an Ashtangi, his name is Andrew Epler. So shout out to Ashtanga Yoga in Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, <laughs> who would have thought? But at the same time, it's a beautiful story because you think about the sacredness of, of what the state of Oklahoma has in terms of the native lands. And so how fitting that right. that journey began there, right? right? And so I am practicing pranayama and memorizing Sanskrit in the passenger seat of a news unit as we're driving all around town trying to cover these stories. And, right. and that's, I think, when I realized there was a shift happening. Yeah. And I didn't really know what kind of a shift. I just knew I was feeling better. I was taking time to pause. I was turning less and less to other coping mechanisms. Right. And, and it really, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I feel like there's no other way to say it. And I'm sure you experience it too, but it's like just this life changing thing that happens. <laughs> it just, it's, it's just like that. Like, like, just like that. It's a snap of a finger. And it's like, you see the world through a different lens. And, and it even, you know, impacted my storytelling and really being able to meet people on on really their worst days, because um, that's a lot of what local news is, is sharing people's stories and, and really humanizing. You know, I, I remember sharing stories of of people who did feel that they were being uh, bullied by big oil companies and, and really sharing these stories and, you know, people's homes being destroyed by tornadoes and being able to show up and, and seeing the humanness and, and them being able to say, you know what, these homes were destroyed, but, but we've come away with it with our lives. And to be able to share that at the same time that I'm like going through this crazy transformational like yoga journey was just incredible and and I've brought it with me since and so that's <laughs> been um maybe like six six years ago now and uh, and here I am and now I'm teaching journalists what I've learned through yoga I love that I love everything that you shared about your story because like um, most people who've been watching this know my story but Leslie I started practicing yoga to not call my boss the, the b word <laughs> right I, I was I'm in a really toxic situation, and how do I not curse you out? You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm from the East Coast. I moved to Colorado, and um, they were just hazing me. And I was just like, no black man can take this, right? And it's like, and I'm or we don't take this shit. You know, so I was basically in this whole loop, and I was like, so if I curse you out, I'm going to get fired. So what can I do to not get fired? Oh, this yoga thing seems cool. So that's how I got started. Like, I love that. Yeah, so then, you know, very long story short, um, I do yoga every day, asana every day, you know, breath work, start using the breath work, right? They say crazy things, so I'm like, you know, or like, so doing all these things. Then they fired me via text message. Uh, look at your face, exactly. So they fired me via text message 10 months later, and I thanked them, right? I was just like, you know, they, Reggie, we should have an exit interview. And I was like, Y'all know good and well, we don't need an exit interview. Like, but I want to thank you for how poorly you treated me because you gave me the wisdom to deal with adversity with grace. Ashe. And then I left. And then I was like, 
who is this? Like, <laughs> what happened? I totally understand that and appreciate how you did the work every day. And maybe, and, you know, as, as, a, as a political operative in journalism, we have similar mindsets, just on different, different sets of the, um, we, we, we apply our mindsets differently. Um, but I would say skepticism is a really healthy um, por portion of like my, my work. Right. And um, or, or foolishness, like whatever way you want to call it. So the assiduous nature of your practice got under your skepticism and now lightened you in such a way that you're able to share your light with other people. So tell me more about um, why do journalists need yoga and meditation? Yeah. <laughs> For those people who think otherwise, t tell us why. Oh, geez. Why do journalists need yoga and meditation? I mean, I, I should write a book. I'm, I'm manifesting it right here, right now. <laughs> you know, I think um, the role of a journalist is to inform, right? We, we, unlike, uh, you know, people in politics, we, we, try um, as best as we can to make sure we're telling both sides, sometimes three or four sides of a story. Um, and in that, uh, there's a lot of stress. You know, there's a lot of, of stress that we face. We know, of course, right now in a time in our society, journalists are, are seen really as, um, some people would say, the enemy. And, and, and there's a lot of mistrust. And, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be, you know, you should always make sure that we're questioning and holding people accountable. Um, but at the same time, I think people forget specifically that journalists are human and journalists ourselves forget that we're human and, and that we're navigating an incredibly complex time in in our world and so i think the way that journalists are running right now is really on fumes because we are right now sharing and telling stories of of people going through trauma for you know whatever aspect um we're seeing um just traumatic traumatic experiences, you know, I think the society as a whole, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, I think right. everybody is experiencing trauma. And, and so as journalists, we're sharing these stories, but as journalists, we're also going through that same trauma. Right. And, and so yeah. how do we, how do we deal with that? And right. journalists right now are in an industry where it's overworked Oftentimes it's underpaid, it's understaffed. Um, I just, you know, anecdotally in this past couple of weeks, I've seen several journalists who, who say, you know what, we're leaving the business. And, you know, it's not the only industry we're seeing that also in the medical field, you know, there's a shortage of, of people. And it's because I believe there's just so much trauma. It's like people, there's no more left to, to give. Right. And so what my purpose is, is to help other journalists teach them the healing tools that, that really I learned through yoga to deal with some of that burnout. I mean, just even anecdotally, like last night, I couldn't get a lot of sleep, um, which is rare for me. I feel like I'm really good at getting sleep, mm -hmm. but regardless if I could sleep or not, my 2 a.m. wake up call was gonna come because I know that at 4.30 in the morning, I've, 
I've got a morning show and, and we go, you know, TV doesn't wait. Right. Did not get enough sleep last night. What are some things that I'm going to do today to make sure that I stay balanced? Right. What, how am I going to show up? And so I knew that I had to get in some yoga movement this morning. It did not matter if it was, you know, a down dog and some cat cows. <laughs> that was enough. And just some breath. I, I love that you mentioned earlier the gratitude, you know, thanking them for firing you. I think the common misconception with being grateful for things is you got to be, oh, you know, you got to be grateful for what you have because somebody else out there has it worse. Right. No, that's toxic positivity. I start off my day with thinking in terms of gratitude, like you said, and, and that was the first thing in my gratitude journal this morning is I am so thankful that I know the value of sleep because I didn't get much of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now I am grateful because right. I know I'm going to handle my day for the rest of the day. And so be, really taking today to be kind to myself, knowing that, you know, I do, I am in a high stress job. I am, uh, in, in this case, I was with very little sleep. And so again, my goal is to just teach journalists, how do you handle that? How do you handle having to go to one shift after another after another and being pulled this way and that way and this way and that way. Albeit right now I am in a morning anchor role. And so that role, it, it is a little bit different. You know, I'm not having to go out and cover things like I used to, but I remember what that was like. I remember doing literally a 36 hour shift, having to go from covering one traumatic story in a city to covering a Black Lives Matter protest where uh, officers were killed. And, and I remember having to go through, you know, this adrenaline of I've got to, I'm on deadline, I've got to get interviews, I've got to get this done, while also, uh, right, and, and while also connecting to with the humanness of it, with the humanness of mourning that I'm covering this in my community and it's the first time I've been back in my community, my home community where I grew up in years. And so, you know, just all of these interesting dynamics. And I, I hear anecdotally from a lot of journalists, like, we just don't really know how to handle our emotions. Like, we just suppress, we don't feel, and, and we just don't even want to have time to sit and think about it. And so when we think about, you know, these layers of trauma and, and emotional suppression that is just layering and layering and layering, well, it's no wonder journalists are getting burnt out. It's no wonder they want to quit and leave. And, and what happens when journalists quit and leave the industry? We have really good journalists who belong here, who were here to begin with, with some purpose. You know, I, I don't believe that things are coincidence, you know, if you have the calling to be a storyteller and a journalist, I feel like there's a reason why. Um, and, and I feel like it translates in newsrooms to a lack of diversity mm -hmm. because even just statistically speaking, I mean, you look at the numbers from mental health America and who are the people that have the highest numbers of mental health issues um, and mental health diagnosis, they are people of color. They are people who look like you and me. And so if we have a population of people who are already, you know, their numbers are high, and then you add these high numbers into a high stress situation like journalism, and then, you know, you add this, this 
just non-normalizing of it's okay to not be okay, you know, it just, it's no wonder that, that we're not seeing diversity in newsrooms and that we're not seeing, um, you know, more people staying that should absolutely stay. And so I think that's my end goal with this is to, again, just help journalists find the tools to maybe even just get through one day and, and using yoga tools. And um, because ultimately, I think the moment that diversity starts to disappear from our newsrooms, I think um, that that just doesn't tell a more holistic story of, of what our country is, what our issues are. And then you have things like, for example, um, you know, when all of the social justice conversations started happening, and then a lot of newsrooms scrambling, like, oh, who, who are you, who are you going to tell these stories? Well, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> right. So long answer, but. <laughs> I mean, the, the beautiful thing about what you just articulated is that, number one, most people do not hear your story from your viewpoint. Like, people turn on the news or they look, they, they look on their phones and they just see, hi, like, like I, was I was chuckling to myself when I, when I texted you and was like going live in two minutes. I was like, ha ha, right? I'm sure she's never heard that before. But like, you know, like, but I, you know, when I worked for Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and other folks way back in the day, I, I was the press lead. Right. So I know like journalist mindsets and like I would do everything I could to help you tell your story. Right. So when you showed up to my event or you showed up to my thing, you just had to plug in and do your thing. You didn't have to worry about does Wi-Fi work? Where's water? Like all these <laughs> other things. I tried to humanize the brutal nature of presidential um, of campaigning. So I, I, I completely have a soft spot in my heart for journalism. Cause like I, I've been there I, and, and I was also press attache and I would be like, I would, I would adopt y'all and be like, so when did you eat? Right. You know, like <laughs> put that curb and take your ass to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, like, so just like, because the, and I would, I would say the same thing. So political operatives get into, for the most part, get into politics for the same reason that journalists get into journalism. You want to help, you want to tell stories, you want to do the right thing. Right. The circle, like the juggernaut, will grind you down without care of who you are or whatever. They only care about the numbers and those sorts of things. So I love what you're doing because it humanizes um, people who aren't seen as human either by themselves or by the, the entities that they work for. So tell me, um, where did the news yogi come from? Like, where did you get this epiphany? Um, and how is that going? What's the acceptance like? So when did you like, hey, I mean, like in the same way that I became like political dude, like teaching, like I was like, I'm going to teach politics. And the next thing you know, I'm teaching Rashida Tlaib and all these other people. I'm like, what? Wow. So like, when did like, you, I'm going to be news yogi. And then like, when did that happen? And like, how is it being accepted? Yeah, I think the news yogi happened. It was an idea that I had for a while, actually. Because again, I just wanted to teach stressed out journalists. And, and I was hearing from my coworkers, like, we don't know how to de-stress. And I was like, if only I could teach you yoga. <laughs> right. But um, it actually happened in, in the middle of the pandemic in May. I've got a good friend. She is she freelances for CBS News. Her name is Deborah Alfaron. So I've got to shout her out. Because <laughs> she's another one of those women that, you know, 
gave me the permission that I didn't know I needed. And she is a white woman and she is a wonderful ally, very good friend. And she said, Leslie, I've been following you on social media for a long time. I know you do your yoga thing. She said, you seem to have it all together pretty well. <laughs> and I just, I, I just listened to see what, what, where she was going with this. And so she mentors a group of young women who are getting started in their TV career and um, really helps champion for their positivity and, and to stand up for themselves. And so I said, well, Deborah, what were you thinking? And she said, well, how about a meditation? Can you lead a meditation? And okay. I said, yes. But I was really nervous because I was thinking, are journalists ready to talk about <laughs> chakras and energy? And I mean, we've got journalists that are holding, you know, the president's feet to the fire and who are, you know, making sure that that the political people are, are are being held accountable both republicans and democrats um and so i was like how how will chakras be received in this space <laughs> and so i i did it i i led the meditation for a group of journalists and what happened next i was floored okay i said I, I was done with a meditation and immediately afterwards, journalists said, where can we get more of you? Where do you teach? Where are you? Where have you been? Someone said, where have you been our whole lives? Right. And I was just like, really? Really? You, you want more of this? And so it just, right. it, I had to answer the call. And I, I, that next week I said, okay, I'm doing a Zoom yoga class. Everybody else is on Zoom right now. So I'm gonna do a Zoom yoga class. Right. And I started, I started an Instagram. Uh, my little sister, it, she majored in advertising and graphic design. So I said, Alexandra, I need a logo. Here's what I want. <laughs> she uh, delivered well. So she's right. the one who's created my logos. Um, but I, I just started. I started an Instagram, and, and from day one, I mean, journalists were tagging other journalists, and I was like, wow, really? Like, I didn't, I mean, I knew everybody was burnt out and stressed out, but I didn't know that yoga would be so well received. And, and so it was, it's been beautiful to see the journey. And within those first six months, even journalism conferences started reaching out, like, please, please teach something, <laughs> do anything. <laughs> and and it was it's just again been really beautiful seeing the journey because again it just goes back to being able to give journalists healing tools through yoga and community to really keep all journalists in this job you know it, it everybody has a voice everybody has a perspective and everybody see things through different lenses, whether you are a person of color or not. And, and I do want to highlight that a little bit because I think, um, I think, you know, there are a group of people that, that are feeling like, Hey, what, what about our voice? And, and so I think everybody's voice is important. Um, and, and what my goal is to make sure that if you're a journalist and if you're burnt out, uh, whether you're a person of color or a person of conscience, whatever, like, let me help you so you can continue on your mission um, through yoga, through, through having the tools to just <sighs> relax. <laughs> right. right. I, I, lo I love all of that. Um...
um, a couple a couple reflections, and then then we'll head towards closing. Um, one is that um, I love that you just went for it, right? You know, like you had that like probably nervousness, that pit in your stomach, and you're like, um, okay, everyone, find a tall spine, right? You know what I mean? It just like you just mm -hmm. for it because that that happened to me similarly. Like this whole active peace thing. Um, was like, you know, like all my political friends were like, Reggie, you're so peaceful, we're not help. <laughs> and I'm like, do what? Like, I'm not no teacher. And then I was just like, okay, Reggie, you are 500 hours certified. You're a teacher. Stop it. Like, like wh wh why are you doing this to yourself? And why aren't you serving other people? And similarly, I put out a Zoom class. And so active peace, all of this, like you and me talking is a similar story. Right. So props to you for just going for it. And because I had similar things too, I was just like, I'm a plus size black dude with a bit of an attitude, like in the heart of the resistance <laughs> of the president. Like the yoga world is not ready for me. And uh, I was just like, who cares? Right. Like, you know, like if the world, if the, I'm not here to serve the yoga world, I'm here to serve the world. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love that there because it's a very similar perspective. Um, and so, in conclusion, one is how can people find you? Um, and are you doing anything that I can support or we can support? Yeah, thank you for asking. So if there are any journalists out there, please find me. I'm, of course, on social media at The News Yogi. Also, my website, thenewsyogi.com. You can find my class schedule. I do have a virtual library, yoga, virtual yoga video library for people who can't make the live classes because let's be honest journalist schedules are crazy <laughs> and not everybody can make uh scheduled live classes so that's um a little bit of of what i am doing right now and i also have uh, a workshop coming up in september and um i'm introducing some new projects that i've been working on and so we're really working on um, teaching people, giving the tools. So it's going to be an eight week program and we're teaching people how to go from being burnt out to being a breakthrough journalist and okay. really to stop surviving, get out of this survival mode and let's start thriving. You know, let's, let's get out of this survival. We, we've, we've been here for a while, you know, it's been a year and a half and and it seems like it's going to keep going so let's let's turn that survival into something more you know let's let's start using these tools to to really continue in the work that is important because journalism is so important um it it is it's what keeps the country going you know and and i think it's important to to remember that as journalists, um, that again, if, if you're in this industry, you're, you're in the industry for a reason. And, um, and I just hope that, that, you know, people are interested in, in doing yoga to try it. And I, and I do want to also name, you know, you said you were a big dude who, you know, didn't look like a standard yogi. And in that same way, you know, I felt that too. I'm like, I, I was a Zumba teacher, you know, I love dancing. You know? And so the thought of me like sitting and being quiet, like just, it didn't fit. I also, you know, I'm, I'm a curvy woman and I was like, but I, you know, I don't look like what's supposed to be a real yogi. And, and, you know, I always get messages from people that say, oh, but I'm not flexible. And, and I always love to say, oh, you mean 
you're not mentally flexible because physicality has nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, let's just get in here and move. And, and I always offer, you know, yoga is not, it's not about the poses, you know, the poses make you feel good. Sure. But yoga is really the practice of finding your own sensations. And, and my teacher taught me that Ashley Turner, it's, it's the practice of being able to sit and feel and being able to sit and notice like, okay, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. What am I feeling like today? What is this moment going to be like? How am I going to show up today in a way that's not only going to serve others, but serve me too? How is serving me going to serve others in turn? You know, this idea of union, yoga, right. yoking. So that's a long answer to your no. question again. <laughs> I mean, the purpose of this uh, format and forum is to give uh, an avenue for that expression, right? So how many times have you heard a story like this? Um, not often, not often. There are a few podcasts out there, but always, right. you know, like, okay, we gotta go. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like long form, like your answer, your authentic self, like in your voice, like that's the, the creative artist in me requires that, right? You know, <laughs> you're always, and the other th thing I'll offer in conclusion is this, that you're always on deadline, right? You're always trying to fit in sound bites, this, that, or the other. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's so true. It's like I, I can, it, it's, I mean, it's innate. It's something that I've been doing for nearly a decade, you know, always having to wrap up the thoughts in 30 seconds in a minute. <laughs> and so, uh, but I think my students know when I, when I teach yoga, I do, I try to keep it concise, but sometimes I am going five minutes over, but. <laughs> and, there, and there's space for that, right? So what I, so what, what I'll ask of you, personally is that however i can be supportive to you please let me know so like send me the information on your uh, workshop that you got coming on i'll tell the world about it because i know a ton of journalists from my time in the in the guts of capitol hill and <laughs> white house world so would love to like get your name um we like a woman named lauren blanchard who works at fox national she loves you so like um it was like you gotta talk to it yeah so like Lauren says hi. You may not know her. Like, she loves you, right? I absolutely know Lauren. In fact, uh, I have major Lauren hair envy. She's got, like, the TV <laughs> hair that I wish I knew how to do. We, we run her stories often on my station. So I know, I know, well, I feel like I know her, but, you know, I, I know her in the virtual space. Right. Maybe right. one day we can all you know, come together, but yeah. it's pandemic. So, <laughs> but yes, I know Lauren, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's the best. And she and I worked together on the Bernie Sanders campaign trail, like as sassy and fiery as she is, I'm sassy and fiery too. So the short story between meeting her is like, I was, I had all these spots on the, on the rise, on the press riser. And she's like, where's mine? I'm with Fox News. I'm like, can you spell? <laughs> I was things as F-O-X. <laughs> Because she, she had assumed that because we're Bernie Sanders, we weren't going to give her riser space. And I was yeah. just, you RSVP'd, and if you can't spell, I can't help you. And so, like, like from that point on, it was just love at first. So I was like, you can't be, you can't outsnark me, lady. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Yeah, nice it's it's an interesting, um, you know, being out there. It it's, I always loved um, talking to media people. Um, you know, right. whether you know, to me, it didn't matter 
if it was Republican media people or Democrat media right. people, you know, I'm, I'm not there for that purpose. My purpose was just to share whatever um, candidates were saying. So it was always nice to have someone in media who kind of understood us and, right. and you know, the crazy deadlines and, and our space on the riser. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your work again. However, I can be helpful please let me know. And since you did not have a good night's sleep, and, and like I've got like 80 singing bowls behind me. So I, I recently um, resigned from, I was Move On's Congressional Affairs guy and was in the guts of that for four years. My resignation gift to myself was this ensemble that you see behind me. And it's, it, it's kind of poor form for me to like have all of them and not play one. So since you did not have a good night's sleep, please find a tall spine. Ah, oh, yes maybe work out the kinks in the neck. And this goes for everyone too. So another beautiful episode, another beautiful conversation, a candid conversation between two unlikely teachers serving their communities at this time. That is what teaching is. It's not about like mediocre gymnastics and platitudes. It's about sharing from the heart and service to other people, helping them find their space and their breath. So three clearing breaths, just to delight in the gift of the breath. Inhale through the nose. Exhale, clear. In through the nose. Exhale, clear. In through the nose. Exhale, clear. Three tolls of the bell. Leslie, thank you very much for coming here again. However I can be helpful to you, please let me know. Everyone, thank you for tuning in, whether you are online now with us or you will see us later. Episode 9, God, almost 10. Episode 9 of Practice Makes Purpose, over and out. Love and grace to all. Hey, thanks so much, Reggie. Absolutely. <laughs> Peace out.